Patrick Muratoglu. So as everyone knows, he's one of the best tennis coaches in the world. And he's presently training 23-time Grand Slam champion, Serena Williams. And he's also training world number six, Stefano Sitsipas and the upcoming star, Coco Goff. So thanks for being on our show, Patrick. Thank you for the so, invitation. You're welcome. So as we know, there's no tennis for almost five months now. Fans are craving for tennis. And thank you very much for coming up with the tournament like Ultimate Tennis Showdown for giving fans like us uh, an opportunity to see tennis. So speaking about your UTS, it has been a big hit so far. Everybody is enjoying it, all players there. And uh, how did you come up with this innovative idea? I mean, this idea I have for quite a while because uh, I think that tennis needs something new. Um, and I'm going to explain why. It's, it's not that I'm not saying that the ATP, the WTA and the Grand Slams don't do a good job. I think they're doing a great job because they're satisfying their fan base, which is you, me, and probably uh, all the fans that uh, are watching your and following your website. Uh, the traditional tennis fans like tennis the way it is. Um, but tennis is struggling to bring new fans to tennis. We've been living on the fan base that has been created in the 70s and the 80s, and most of the tennis fans are between 50 and 70 years old, most of them. Uh, not all of them, but the average age of the tennis fan is 61 years old, uh, and it's getting older every year. So we have this problem now for a while, and we know that, and uh, I think... And that's the idea of UTS, is to propose a different product, different from ATP and WTA, uh, that is very complementary because it proposes a different way to showcase tennis, and in a way bringing, uh, giving to people what ATP and WTA don't provide. Yeah. So ATP and WTA matches are very long. You have to sit down for two, three, sometimes four hours when it's in the Grand Slam. Um, the the match is slow. There's a there's a lot of breaks in between the points. There are not many things happening. But as we are tennis fans, it's enough for us because we enjoy the game for what it is. Now, for someone who's not a fan, there are a lot of things that are are causing a problem for him to stay. And after a few seconds, he's gonna he's gonna change channel or or go or leave and do something else. We have a lot of competitors today. Our competitors, our social medias, Netflix, the video games, the esports, and all the sports possible. So there is a lot of competition, and the attention span of, of, of someone today compared to 10 years ago has reduced a lot. We can't uh, propose extremely long matches for young people and, and to bring those new fans on board. So the whole idea about UTS is to condensate the tennis match in an hour. So it's very intense. A lot of things are happening. Uh, you, you, you don't have the chance to get bored. It's fast. It's short. Um, there is a lot of emotion. And we bring an immersive experience. When you watch tennis, you're outside and you watch from far. Uh, and you don't know much except what you see, which is two guys hitting, hitting a tennis ball. Now, when you watch UTS, you, the camera's close. You feel like you're next to the player. We there are interactions with the player because at every changeover, the commentators are talking to him, asking him questions about how he felt at that moment. So 
we're getting the feedback from the player during the match. And we also see the interaction between the player and the coach during the match. So we also have that technical and technical dimension, which is also very interesting. So it's much more immersive, much more dynamic and much uh, shorter. So I think it works better for young, for the younger generation that does, they don't consume video the same as we were doing 20 years ago. Yes, of course, you made a beautiful point of making the sport more dynamic, more entertaining and condensing the tennis, long tennis matches. So uh, do you think the ATP, the WTA, the Grand Slams, all the tennis bodies will be accepting your idea in the near future? Will they be implementing the same kind, your ideology in the regular tournaments which take place? Well, I don't think they should. I think the ATP, the WTA, the Grand Slams, Mm -hmm. They are the history of our sport and they have to keep mm -hmm. doing what they're doing. First, because the core tennis fans are very conservative and they like tennis the way it is. So there is no reason to change it. And I think the eight, for the ATP and the WTA to have the UTS with them is a big asset. Mm -hmm. Because if the ATP and the WTA try to get new fans on board and for that they will not have to make quite deep changes into the format of tennis, all the core tennis fans who are millions of people around the planet will be extremely unhappy because they don't want change. Yes. Of course. So the, the best plan is to keep the ATP, the WTA, the Grand Slams the same way, don't change anything mm -hmm. and have a second league called UTS, which can work together with the ATP and WTA or be even under the umbrella of the ATP and the WTA. I don't, I don't mind. Yes. If, okay. I don't do that to go against them. I go that I, I'm doing UTS again to bring new fans on board. And this league is set to, uh, to bring those new fans, something much more modern and, and targeting a different audience. And I think if those two are able to work together for the future of tennis, that would be the best. And that's my goal. Yes, I completely agree with you, like having a different tennis league and not changing the traditional tennis. So on the same point, like with Ultimate Tennis Showdown, you have a long-term plan, a concrete plan, and you want a different league in tennis. So that is, that, is, that is what you have decided. On the other hand, if you see our tennis calendar, it's fully jam-packed from January to November. It's fully occupied. Players do not get the time for vacation, not even just the month of December where they have to train for the next season. So where will you fit this tournament? Like which part of the year will this tournament take place? Okay, so first of all, you don't know and I don't know what the calendar is going to look like in the future with what happened yes. lately with the COVID-19 and all the consequences uh, for the, the event, but also for the, the economy of, of the sport and our sport in particular, we'll see what the calendar is going to look like. So it's very difficult to anticipate that. Second, UTS is a bit, uh, has a big advantage. We play only on weekends. So I think it can fit extremely easily into the ATP or WTA calendar with having the, the weekend before the tournaments UTS and then on, we can be on site. For example, you have a tournament of Madrid. We can be on the Saturday and the Sunday in Madrid. UTS can take place on the weekend. Players will play one hour Saturday, one hour Sunday. And Monday they will start the regular ATP and WTA event. And then the week after is going to be the same, but in Rome. And then the week after is going to be the same in Paris. So we can do that all year long. It's not a problem. It's just the, the real question is, will the ATP and WTA want to embrace that project and 
and think it's as as good as I think it is for tennis, and, and we mm -hmm. find a way to make it work. But I definitely think we can make it work. If if we really want it, we can make it work. Okay, so what I infer from your words is you want it all to 250, uh, 52 weeks of the year, you want the tournament to go on and you want the surfaces to change according to what the season is. Yeah, we can follow so, completely the, the ATP and the WCA calendar. So okay, the... okay, completely like that. Okay, get your point. So right now, it's you're really busy. It's uh, very entertaining tennis in France right now. So uh, we know that uh, Benoit Paire is playing, Dustin Brown is playing. So do you think will this format, this kind of tournament will be attracting other uh, tennis players who do not really involve it much drama? I think uh, you you just mentioned the two that are very special, but we also have David Goffin. I don't think yes. he's into drama. Berrettini, uh, I don't think he's into drama. Uh, yes. Feliciano Lopez is not into drama. Yeah, uh, you know what? What is in interesting in everything is the diversity. When you watch a movie, you have a lot of different characters in the movie with different personalities. And what is interesting is how they react to the situations. Mm -hmm. It's the same in sport. You need different personalities. We don't want only uh, Nick Kyrgios. It's great to have a Nick Kyrgios. But you also have to have a David Goffin. Otherwise, if you have only Nick Kyrgios, you lose control. <laughs> no, but you, you need different personalities. So that's completely the idea. And whether it's, uh, oh, I didn't, I, I could have also mentioned uh, Richard Gasquet, who is a very calm, uh, also person yeah. personality. Okay. Uh, I think there are yeah, different types of players, but definitely mm -hmm. I encourage the players to share their emotion as much as possible with the crowd because that's what's interesting. We tell it, yes. UTS is telling stories. It's not only a tennis match, it's a story. And we get to know much about the story throughout what the players are giving. Mm -hmm. So as you mentioned all the players, you also have wall number three, Dominique themed out there in your academy, he's hitting some balls. So he's the highest ranked tennis player right now in uh, UTS. So did you approach other top 10 players, Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, Medvedev for your tournament? Did you approach them for this year's uh, yeah, tournament? Yeah, I approach a few others um, to be, mm -hmm. to be uh, telling you the truth. Uh, mm -hmm. None of them have refused, zero. Mm -hmm. yes. A few said that they were not ready to play mm -hmm. because of the con confinement they couldn't okay. they have not been able to practice so they they felt like they were unable to to play matches that early but um, I, all of them said why not uts2 which will take place right after uts1 yeah. or uts3 when we feel ready mm -hmm. i think the format is i mean they really like it and especially mm -hmm. the ones who have played because they've experienced it they really have enjoyed a lot and you know how players talk to each other so now they all know that the format is really fun to play, really intense, uh, really uh, challenging. And that was that's what they like because they're competitors. Yes. So in the middle of the pandemic, you are hosting a very successful tournament. So did you face any challenges from the authorities, from the players and other coaches for you know initiating the tournament this year? No, no, no. I, I knew that it was very important to have an official authorization from the government, yes. which we got. And of course, I wanted the government to set up the rules very clearly that because we, I wanted everyone to follow them really well. I don't want, yes. I, the last thing I wanted is to have someone uh, be at risk. 
and uh, we followed everything, uh, which is a lot of rules and it's very tough, but it's perfect because I feel, and I was speaking to, a, again, about that uh, with a player this morning who was telling me we feel very safe here because everybody's wearing the mask, all the players have been tested and the teams of the players have been tested every, every week. Um, and we're extremely careful, there is this distance between the people, the all the ball boys have gloves. Uh, they have masks. That we don't. They don't share the same balls. You know, every player has his own tennis balls. Uh, so we are extremely careful in everything, and and so far everything's uh, going really well. So yes, we can play tension free in your tournament. Mm -hmm. So talking about the extension of UTS. So when is the WTA version of UTS coming up? So if it is coming up, do we see Serena and Coco? in action i mean when, when it will come up the first two i'm going to ask is serena and coco that's sure 100 percent. okay uh, yeah for sure uh it's going to come up but i don't know yet exactly when uh you know it's been extremely challenging to organize something that big in such a short period of time especially for us because that's not our normal job to organize that type of event that big uh and if we would have also involve women the organization will have to be doubled and we would have taken a big risk to to make major mistakes mm -hmm. so that's why we started only with men but uh, don't worry very early we're going to have women also okay thank you very much <laughs> so now moving on moving forward with the tennis tour like it's going to soon start in the middle, middle of august and uh, we are very happy like us open will be taking place as per schedule and moreover home favorite and the former six-time former champion serena has announced that she will be playing and we also know that you have been coaching her virtually during the suspension of the period so how has it been going and will she catch number 24 in new york this year um well first of all i don't have the crystal ball i wish i, yes. I would but mm -hmm. i don't uh, but of course i believe she will mm -hmm. um she's been she's she's doing great she's been um resting a lot the first weeks she needed rest anyway because her knee needed some rest um and then uh, and then she started to rebuild her fitness uh, and the last uh, three four weeks she's been practicing tennis uh, uh, she was filming her uh, her practices sending them to me so we could we could talk about it um, and uh, and I feel she's doing well she's practicing hard and uh, you know for for all those players who are top competitors when they know why they practice for, and as soon as the, the announcement of the US Open taking place, uh, Serena knew what she was practicing for. Yeah. Uh, suddenly the intensity goes to, to the highest level. So I'm okay. sure she'll be ready. Okay, that's nice to hear. So now speaking about another student of yours, world number six, Stefano Sitsitpas, he proved himself last year in London. Like it was a phenomenal final and he made his breakthrough there. And what about the Grand Slams? Does he have a good chance at US Open this year? Since uh, many players are in doubt, they are scared to travel. And uh, will he make his breakthrough in the month of September this year? I think he might make his breakthrough uh, anytime. Uh, mm -hmm. He's won, as you mentioned it, the, the ATP finals. Uh, 
Uh, he's reached also the semi-final of the Australian Open. Uh, he's beaten all the top players at least once. Uh, he's, beaten, he's beaten Nadal on clay in Madrid. Uh, he's beaten uh, uh, Djokovic in a Masters 1000, and Roger in a Grand Slam. Grand Slam. So he's not far, but on the other hand, uh, winning a Grand Slam today with the three greatest players of all times is one of the mm -hmm. most challenging in the tennis history. Of course, yes. No, when he when he lost the, to Rafa in the semi-final of the Australian Open, he had beaten Roger, and to win the, mm -hmm. the tournament, he would have had to beat Rafa in semis and then Novak in final. How challenging is that? It's incredible. But I'm sure he's going to make it at some point because he really wants it deep inside himself, and he really has the potential to do it. So yes. It's going to happen. Of course. Okay. All the best to him and you. Yeah. And uh, speaking about your personal career, we know that you had you have been trading Baghdadis, and he was into the finals of uh, Australian Open, and then later Serena career slam Anastasia. She was a top twenty player, and now Coco and Coco and uh, Stefanos. So, how do you look back at your career, and do you have some tips for the upcoming coaches? Uh, to be honest, I don't. I never look back in my career. <laughs> in my career, I look. I look, <laughs> I look down all the time. I'm. I'm looking at the next challenges. Uh, mm. I've been lucky to work with incredible players. Yes. Uh, because you know, you can be a good coach, but if you don't work with players who have the potential, mm. I mean, you can do still a good job, but never win the big tournament. Yes. So, I've been lucky. Uh, I'm still because I'm working with Serena, who is the greatest of all times. Yes. Um, I think we had a good fit with all the players I've worked with every time. I think it's very important to have a great fit with the mm -hmm. player, you know, give everything for him or her, believing your player more than anyone. You have to be the greatest supporter of your player uh, and, uh, and think day and night about winning because that's your, that's your job when you're a tennis coach. How are you going to make him win or her win more than ever before? And if you focus on that and you have good common sense, and you're devoted, then you have a good chance to make a great job. Yes, of course. Okay. Okay, Patrick, thank you very much for your time okay. and all the best for Ultimate Tennis Showdown. And we hope to see that every year. And yeah, I, we wish you luck, like your plan works out well. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. We are very happy to have you. Thank you. Okay, Goodbye. see you, Patrick. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.